0: This is the Fertile Mindset podcast where we explore all the emotional aspects of fertility to support you on your path to parenthood. My name is Sarah Holland. I'm the Fertile Mindset coach and a mother to two children after my own fertility challenges. I hope you find all the support and inspiration you need within this podcast to carry you forward on your fertility journey towards your own successful outcome. It's also my wish that through listening to these episodes, you rediscover how to enjoy life now. And live it to the full while you wait for your baby. Now, let's begin today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Fertile Mindset podcast. Now, I have something really special to share with you today. You may remember Rachel Bolton from Plan Yourself Pregnant, who was on the podcast with me in episode three, way back on our launch day on the 1st of January. Well, Rachel invited me into her lovely Fertility Heroes group on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and we had a conversation about all things mindset and why it's a vital part of a fertility journey. It was a really lovely chat about both of our approaches to mindset work in relation to fertility, and I think that you'd like to listen to it too, so I was thrilled when Rachel sent me the recording to share with you, my wonderful podcast listeners. We talk about so much here and there's such a synergy in the way that we both work with people. I hope that you enjoy listening and that you find some useful support within our conversation.
1: Hello Sarah, I'm so so thrilled to be connecting with you today and I know that this conversation is just going to be full of gems, full of insights. Um, So how are you today? Welcome, welcome.
0: I am really well. Thank you, Rachel, for this invitation. It's always a pleasure to come into your very special group and and speak here. So thank you so much. Um, Yeah. I mean, I love our conversations that we have every week. Anyway, we always get together. Don't we chat about all sorts of things? And it's, it's really lovely to invite others along so we can have a, a conversation that, that we know is so needed. You know, it's really, really needed, isn't it? To talk about the emotional experience, the mindset piece It's not focused on as much as the physical side of fertility as our bodies and hormones and all the different things that are looked at under a microscope and in huge detail. But how often do we really set aside time to to look at how we're experiencing the fertility struggles, the journey and the impact it's having on our mindset and the impact our mindset has on our fertility journey. So it's it's really good to dig into this stuff with you because I know you're as passionate about it as I am.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, I totally agree with what you've said. Like quite often, uh, a lot of women, a lot of couples put the physical side of things they make that the priority. So mindset. Sarah, tell us what mindset means for you.
0: Well, I see mindset as so many different things. Yeah. Uh, And I often interchange the word mindset with perspective because it's that way that we see the world, the way we see our fertility journey, um, how we perceive it, what meaning it has for us how it impacts on the way we conduct that part of our life, you know, and, and what we do and what we feel we can or can't do. It has such a huge, far reaching impact, doesn't it? The way we look at things and the beliefs we have around it. Um, and I know it's a huge part of the work that you do as well, Rachel. And I know it's, it. you know, that's why you prioritise it as well in all the, the huge area of fertility that you look at, the physical sides as well the mindset is kind of key isn't it to keep everything together it's like the glue that keeps everything together and, and able to, to work as a whole.
1: Yes absolutely because I mean I, I say this all the time it's like a fertility journey is 80% mindset and 20% strategy because I really believe that if you don't have those mindset pieces then you don't have that motivation to take the action to do the physical changes and I'm really intrigued about this like with with mindset like what are some of those common themes that you see coming up for people who are trying to conceive
0: there definitely are common themes and I would say there are there are common themes that that come at the start of their contact with me at the outset you know when when someone has got to that point they might have been trying for for a number of months or even years by that point and maybe have felt like they're coping quite well, you know, and getting the tests done and doing the research and the reading and reaching out for support and maybe having treatment. But there's often a point they get to where everything suddenly feels very overwhelming and it feels very difficult to kind of navigate through now. You know, everything just feels too much. Maybe they have feel like they've overdone the research. You know, there's so much information out there and their mind is so full and they've got conflicting ideas maybe and they're not sure where to go next. So overwhelm is a huge mindset barrier I see because it stops it stops your mind doesn't it from functioning in its natural normal most healthy supportive way it just brings everything to a halt or it can do the opposite it can make you kind of jump very quickly into something and and need to take action very quickly Um, and I see that often with people who are thinking about fertility treatment and they might be going into um, an IVF cycle or or other treatment very quickly and with a sense of panic. So so yeah, the overwhelm is the initial one. Of course, there can be many, many different elements that affect everybody individually, but I see that often at the start.
1: Yes, thank you for that. And I think that that's really interesting to see how mindset changes, doesn't it? When Mm -hmm. you've just started out, when you've been trying for a while and when you've been trying for a very long time. And this is also the way that, you know, I see those common themes coming through for people Uh, and, you know, looking at those different stages, what's needed for somebody when they're first starting out trying to conceive is very different from, you know, if they've been trying for years, there's there's just a whole different
0: bunch of different things going on. Yeah, you said, I'm, I'm all for momentum, you know, momentum and keeping going, even if it's just with those tiny little steps that just show yourself that yes, I'm still doing something. Yes, I'm working towards it. And with each step, I'm getting closer to my baby. I think one of the the kind of most common things that I hear from people, but also the most unwanted thing to do is to take a break on a fertility journey. It's like this is all too much. I've been through multiple cycles or whatever it might be. And now I need to take six months or 12 months off and not think about anything fertility. And whilst I can completely understand and empathize with that, I think that brings up a, a huge other number of thoughts and fears around time running out, you know, my egg reserve, whatever else is relevant for that particular person. So I think being able to continue on a fertility journey can be one of the greatest gifts, you know, but not continue in a way that is, um, you know, destructive in any way to your emotional, physical, mental health, but in a way that it feels supportive and it feels natural and it feels comfortable. And I like something you said there about taking, I forget how you said it, something taking things more lightly, you know, and it's, it's all about the meaning we attach to things, isn't it? How does it feel to be trying for a baby? This perhaps thing that you've always planned to have in your life, something that you see everyone else doing and that you feel should come naturally. And then your body isn't able to do this right now. And it's not happening as quickly as you thought it would. And I often see that turns then to a sense of a feeling of failure. And oh, I'm just not good enough. Or I, I knew I'd failed at this. I failed at other things in my life and I'm failing at this this time. You know, it brings up those kind of old patterns or old expectations that we have of ourselves often will go way back to school time or parents or failing exams or something else that happened really early on in life that when we're then facing our fertility journey and we're again saying "Oh, these test results aren't good enough and I haven't got a positive pregnancy test you know it brings back that kind of sense of of not good enough and, and feeling like a failure so that can be a huge heavy meaning and and perspective can't it, on on what we're going through and is that true you know if you were to take a step back or you were to look at someone else you know if your best friend was going through the same saying they felt like a failure because they couldn't get pregnant yet you wouldn't agree with them you wouldn't support them in that perspective you know you would point out everything in life that they're doing so well and what they're achieving and how amazing and how loved they are as a friend but that this is just something that the pieces haven't come together yet and that they, there should be a way and that you can help them through that. So I feel like we, we need to keep, treat ourselves as we would our best friend you know Mm -hmm. be our bestest friend (laughs) of all because we're the only person that we're with 24 hours a day aren't we we're the voice that we have with us 24 hours a day so so yeah the more supportive we can be and the lighter like you're saying that doesn't mean minimizing things but to find a way through it to transform and to release what we don't need it, it can make a massive difference to the whole experience.
1: Oh my gosh, I just love what you said then, because there were so many gems. So for those of you listening, I'm going to circle back to what Sarah's just said, because there were just so many things that were like really, really key. So one of them, you first started out with talking about, you know, taking that break, and how it can just feel like the most natural thing to do when everything's got overwhelming. And yet, you know, if we work on mindset a little bit more, then it means that you can carry on. You don't have to take that break because sometimes what happens when you take a big break of six months or 12 months, as you're saying, your eggs are getting older. You know, maybe you're not doing those things that you were doing before for your fertility. And so it's like kind of going backwards even. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get that mindset support, if you can work on your mindset, it means you don't have to take that break. You can keep moving forward. I also love what you said about like, not just pushing forward with like a male energy of just do it like that, because that can, that can be really harmful. It's about moving forward in that fluid feminine way, using that energy of really checking in with yourself and working out like what does feel right and moving through it in a way that, you know, feels really, really good. And I think that when you have that mindset support, you can still keep moving forward, but you don't necessarily you know, have to be doing everything that everybody else is doing, but it's about continuing to take that action and doing it in a way that feels really, really good for you. And there are a couple of other things you said there as well, which are brilliant, but I've gone off on a tangent now. Um, there's, oh yes, the meaning, the meaning. So this for me, I think is what mindset is all about. It's about the meaning that we give to something. Because two people can be in exactly the same situation and they can give that same situation a completely different meaning. And then a different emotional response gets created because of the different meaning that they give. So, you know, here's an example I use quite often. If two people are in a car accident, um, one person can see that car accident as, oh, my gosh, this is like the worst thing that's happened. Bad things always happen to me. I've now got whiplash. And. You know and and start spiraling downwards with all of these different thoughts and you know giving this giving this event giving this car accident a particular meaning and then somebody else can be in exactly the same car accident have exactly the same physical issues that have come out of it with the whiplash but they can see it in a different way of like oh thank goodness i you know nothing worse happened and it can be an epiphany moment for them they can see it as like This is now a turning point. Now I'm going to start doing this, this and this. Because of this, I had this kind of shock in my life. And so for me, I think it's it's being really, you know, that's obviously a big example of of something that could happen like a car accident. But we can give different meanings to the small things in life. And I think it's that that then creates the rest of, you know, everything else, whether it's the emotion that we have in our body or um, the action that we're going to take or the relationship that we're
0: creating. So Yes, it's the meaning that we give to something that's so, so crucial. and That's that's what creates our reality, isn't it? That is what we are living in, in this present moment. And I think we often think so much about the past and we, you know, go back to past regrets and if only we'd done this or only done that or, you know, sadness from the past. Or we jump ahead to the future worrying about what's going to happen next and I need to plan every detail of my future to feel like it's in control. But... The reality is, we're in the present, you know, and and that meaning and the dialogue that we've got going on in our head about the things that happen, like you say, the big things and the small things. Every single every single interaction we have with someone, every single thing that we do, we've got a narrative going on in our head, haven't we? Telling us what we think about it the whole time. When you listen, it's really noisy up there. <laughs> you know, we're just constantly talking. And if that is a negative slant, or like you said, bad things are always happening to me. Here's another thing. You know, that becomes our reality. And And what a shame that that's the place we're living when actually we could start seeing and noticing the potential and living within that. Doesn't mean sad things and and unfortunate things won't happen, of course. And there's always a place to grieve and a place to to acknowledge that loss. But I think we all know that staying there, living within that grief and and staying stuck to it isn't any way to live a life. If we're going to be Going on this journey, bringing in a new life—the miracle of life—wanting to nurture and mother another being, that is all about joy, isn't it? And embracing life and and getting into that space. So I think the more we can do that while we wait for our baby, the the better.
1: And how do you support somebody with that? So you're working with many many women within the, the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary, mm-hmm. and so say somebody is is really struggling with and and it, i i see it all the time and it's a really you know if this is if this is you and you're listening to this and you're having those kinds of thoughts then first of all like there's no shame in that at all like feeling like oh bad things happen it's never going to happen for me this is the way that the mind works the mind will always look at the negative first unless we're really intentional and train ourselves to start questioning thoughts like you said earlier on sarah um What kind of advice would you give to somebody who's just feeling really down, who's having a lot of these thoughts that they're they're, some of the thoughts that we've just described? What kind of
0: support or advice would you give someone? Mm, I think it's interesting what you said there about we will always go to the negative first. And I think we recognize that, don't we, that we the negative things in life stay with us. You know, we can remember them in vivid detail, but not always the more neutral things or even the happier things. It can be the negative things that are really strong. And of course, that's a, a bit of a survival instinct coming out, isn't it? Of, you know, be aware, be aware of bad things happening, keep yourself safe and alive and so on. But again, like we just said, it's it's it doesn't pay to stay in that place. So. The way that I work within Fertile Mindset is to fully acknowledge all of that, you know, the tools and techniques I use, which we'll probably talk about in a minute with with EFT tapping. People are often quite surprised with EFT that we don't just talk about where we want to be. We don't just repeat positive affirmations and phrases, but actually we really acknowledge the negative or the the uncomfortable first and and fully bring that to mind it doesn't have to be for a long time it doesn't have to be particularly painful but just an acknowledgement of right this is the truth of what i'm really feeling and verbalizing it and saying it out loud and maybe for the first time you know saying it to yourself and really admitting it and saying it to someone else it can be quite powerful just to go actually this is really how i'm feeling and i'm entitled to feel this way i understand why i feel this way It's completely, you know, natural in one way to be feeling like this. But at the same time, I'm curious to see what else is possible. Like, Is there another way to look at this situation? Can I release what I don't need? I wonder how else I could feel. I'm open to all kinds of possibilities. And these are the kind of phrases and words that we use when we apply EFT to just kind of work through, acknowledge, and then work through the emotions that are present and the mindset and the perspective and the meaning, all of that. And then open our mind to see, well, what else could be possible and allow those extra more supportive thoughts and actually much more naturally supportive thoughts to to drop in. Um, And that's what I love about the approach that I use. And it's why it is the one that I've used for almost 20 years now, because it it works really naturally with our mind. It's not trying to suppress and, and shut away the negatives and just replace it with a much larger positive, you know, and I think a lot of people feel drawn to that kind of work of i'll just repeat positive affirmations you know thousands of times a day literally it would need to be to to cover up the negative and then i'll i'll be okay you know i'll just have this positive thought in my mind but if the negative is still there and it's there for a reason it thinks that it's serving a purpose for you it thinks it's protecting you and helping you and reminding you of when things went wrong in the past or you need to be aware again you know but actually if we start working with it bring it to light uh, we can release it much more naturally and then move on to what is our our most supportive mindset place to be
1: mm, oh my goodness, I love <laughs> that that is so true, and I think that there's a lot of um yeah positive affirmations and mm. you know there's there's definitely validity to that, but you've got to do that deeper work first, that acknowledgement of the other stuff that's going on, otherwise it's still there you know, it's still there. It's like almost like a weed that needs to be plucked. You know, the weed is, the weeds are still there. The weeds are going to carry on growing in the garden Mm -hmm. and you might have these lovely flowers and these beautiful smells there, but the weeds will still be there. So it's about getting to the root, getting to those weeds and really looking at them, acknowledging them. And I love what you said there about, well, they're there for a reason. And, you know, I know that so many women who are on a fertility journey have been through so many traumatic things, whether it's losing a baby or you know going through IVF or just trying you know each month on month on month it can be really really stressful and so it's like acknowledging that stress acknowledging those traumas and working with them doing that deeper work can then release all of that and so you do that with, with EFT for somebody who doesn't really know what EFT is could you just briefly describe it for a moment?
0: Of course, yes. I'll spend just as as short a moment as I can because it's huge and I could talk about it all day. But (laughs) briefly, um, EFT, it stands for emotional freedom techniques. It is also sometimes just called tapping or meridian tapping because it does use the meridian system as is used in acupuncture, which I think almost... Everyone on a fertility journey is very familiar with acupuncture. If they haven't used it already, it's probably in their plan. And, you know, we've got this huge knowledge and awareness of acupuncture. Um, But we don't always really understand, well, what is going on in acupuncture? What's the energy system that it's working with, especially here in the West, which is the meridian energy system, which are lines of energy that run through the body? And the theory behind EFT is that any negative emotion we experience, anything that's uncomfortable, anything that we don't need or want, is caused by a disruption in our body's energy system. And to make it very simple and easy to understand, I think of that disruption a bit like a power surge or a a, uh, short circuit in our body's electrical wiring system. And it's like these meridian lines are carrying our body's electricity, our energy round to every part of our body to keep us healthy um, in both mind and body. And of course, in acupuncture, they will insert needles along the meridian lines and tweak them and turn them to rebalance. You know much more about that than I do. (laughs) But with EFT, we use a tapping technique. Very simple, just with our own fingertips, tapping on points on the face, the upper body and on the hands all very easy to access points and while we're tapping on these points it's sending an impulse down each of those lines in turn so that we're rebalancing the whole system and what we do is we focus on whatever the issue is that we want to address so whether that is a fear about why this is taking so long or feeling nervous about fertility testing coming up or extreme jealousy and discomfort around a friend that's announced a pregnancy you know whatever the emotions are we focus on them for a moment we feel that disruption both emotionally and physically. And then we tap on all those meridian points in turn to rebalance ourselves in the moment. And it is quite amazing to see how quickly it happens because it takes literally just two or three minutes to tap a whole round of EFT. And in that time, a noticeable difference can be seen, um, and it's quite yeah it's quite empowering actually to see how this can change so quickly. So then we can apply another round for two or three minutes and another round for two or three minutes. and very quickly you can go from something that might have felt like a ten out of ten intensity. Right down to what we call a zero, which is where the neutral kind of calm, comfortable places where there is nothing that is disruptive or triggering for you. And it's like a blank canvas is there and you are free then to, to think about this now issue in front of you. The same issue, perhaps the same thing that's going on in your life, but it's made space for other thoughts to come in. And they usually drop in quite naturally. You know, your mind just opens up and says, actually, I wonder if I could look at it like this, or I hadn't thought of it this way, or I could appreciate this part of my life. You know, it's it's so interesting what happens when our mind is less crowded and and open to new ideas.
1: Mm, Beautiful. And I just love the way that you work with clients. We work with some of the same clients and I know that after they've been to see you, it's just like they have this, like, yeah, and suddenly I'm not triggered by this thing that was really bothering me before. And um, seeing those big transformations that you make with with people with quite often long sort of, you know, old deep seated stuff that they've been, they've just been carrying around with them for a long time. Mm. Tell us a little bit about those transformations that you make for people, because I know that the type of EFT that you do is very different from the type of EFT that, you know, somebody who's just using it you know, as part of, you know, lots of other things that they do with the EFT that you do, you've really worked on focusing just on this and just on fertility so that you've got this specialism now where, you know, I see you doing this really deep transformational work, which is quite different from if somebody just went to see and, you know, somebody who does EFT as part of lots of other things that they do. Just tell us a little bit about
0: that. Yeah, it's interesting when you you state it like that, Rachel, because it is a, a very conscious decision I've made purely to focus on fertility. And that predates even before I, I started to try to conceive myself or even wanted children myself. You know, we're going back to kind of 2003, 2004 time um, when I decided to, to focus on fertility. And at the time when I had that focus, I was using EFT, I was learning, I was using it with all kinds of different issues and with clients and with myself and with friends, I would tap with anybody who would who would listen to me uh, but there was one woman I remember in particular her name was Sam she's actually still got a, a testimony on my website but she had come to me I was I was practicing reflexology at the time that was my main therapy but she was going through IVF and she was having a really really hard time with it she'd had one IVF cycle already it hadn't worked Um, she was desperately sad she would spend her appointments in tears she would tell me that seeing pregnant women at work and friends was just unbearable and she didn't want to be around anyone she was wanting to leave her job to just cut off ties with friends and it was all way too much and she was planning another IVF cycle and she could feel this wasn't the right place to be and so we did some tapping I said I've learned this new thing called EFT and I'm just starting to use it can I use this with you as well because this sounds really hard for you you know and we did. we used it just for 10 minutes at first, and then built it up with a few more sessions. But even from that first 10 minutes, all the anger had gone, all those, which she described as hatred for others who were pregnant, which she hated to say herself, you know, hated to omit those feelings, but she was being really honest. And all those feelings went. And I remember her coming back for the next appointment saying, my husband asked me what's happened to me because my whole attitude and my whole personality <laughs> around fertility is completely changed. And I feel fine now. I feel comfortable. I feel at ease preparing for the next IVF, which she did. And she did conceive her first baby. Then she went on to have a second baby later as well. But it really showed me in that one I can remember that first 10 minutes so clearly because I could see the difference in her. I'd known her for months and I'd seen the pain she was going through. And then suddenly in 10 minutes, we had this huge shift, which I hadn't ever seen in her. And it made me very intrigued about, you know, what else can we do here? And all the women that I support, because I was already in the, the fertility world then, you know, what could this do? How If we could really acknowledge the emotional side and really heal that and transform it, how else could they feel? And what what kind of huge difference could it make both to their fertility journey and hopefully the outcome, as it did with Sam, that first that first ten minute client there, but also their life that they're living now. And I think that is so; it's equally important, should we say? You know, at times it can feel even more important. Other times, the fertility side feels more important. But let's give them kind of an equal footing, really, when you're looking at a person and what they're experiencing. And that is the way I approach sessions. So yes, whilst I am 100 fertility focused, and that is why. Everyone comes to see me is because they're on a fertility journey and and they're you know struggling emotionally and they want some some support and some some answers. Always we we look at the whole person. We don't just look at okay, what's your fertility treatment? Let's just support you with that and and be focused on that one part. Because quite naturally, you know, the, the fertility impacts on every area of life, and every area of life impacts on fertility. You know, whether that is where you're living, the people that you've got around you, your friends, your family, your job, your career, or a business finances your relationship the world the state of the world that we live in you know everything impacts on fertility and vice versa so going back to what you asked me (laughs) which I'm trying to remember now I think what you know what are these transformations that we see and the ones that really do stand out for me is when a major and this is almost everybody I work with I would say but it's those major life shifts and changes and perspectives that happen Yes, it is amazing and it's wonderful when someone sends me a text telling me that they're pregnant and, you know, the support was helpful. That's wonderful. But along the way, I love it when I see women really taking back control of their lives, taking back ownership of their lives and feeling very, you know, back in the driver's seat, feeling very empowered. This isn't being done to them. It's something that they're experiencing and they want to support themselves through it in the best way possible. And they start to make, you know, really good choices for themselves around the work that they're doing, the people that they spend time with, even taking up old hobbies and, you know, being creative again, and just finding that part of themselves that had been all consumed by fertility. And that's what I really love to see. So it might be an unexpected one that perhaps people listening are thinking, well, that's not the transformation I thought fertility, you know, support would do. I thought it would just be about having a baby and of course it is you know that's the focus and that's the direction we're always going in but alongside that time massive massive life changes can happen Um, I'm thinking of someone in particular that I work with who went from a very corporate very long hours that she was working was causing a huge amount of stress and then she had her fertility treatment and her the stress in time and energy involved in that as well and the two together just did not gel you know it did not it couldn't happen and she was trying to because this was her career and you know this was her treatment but there there weren't enough hours in the day there wasn't enough energy for her to do this and she made the massive shift into becoming a laughter yoga instructor which I think is the most delightful thing ever (laughs) and I believe her husband went part time as well they just changed their whole life They became very joyful and in flow with their journey and then conceived their baby. And so, yeah, it's those big shifts. It's like, wow, you're becoming who you're meant to be within this journey. That's what really takes my breath away. And it's beautiful to watch and be a part of.
1: Mm, Oh, my goodness. That just gave me tingles, like hearing that you're becoming who you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful because there are so many women that I speak to when they're struggling to get pregnant that they just feel like they're losing themselves they feel like they've lost themselves like they're not themselves anymore and so working on mindset and giving them that kind of transformation not only are they feeling like themselves but they're also taking you know with that transformation you've just described taking themselves to that next level you know really realizing their potential and not just being in limbo, waiting for the baby to happen, but really flourishing, really, really enjoying and being on purpose and being fully themselves. So so that is beautiful. Love, love, love hearing that. Awesome. And I know we are almost at the end of our time together. So I'm just gonna just hit you with a few quick questions, a quick fire round. Are you ready for it? (laughs) I think so, I hope so. Be kind to me. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So I would love to know, what's your favourite mindset book?
0: Oh, do I have to choose just one? Because you can choose three. I can think three. I was going to say three. Three. I was born on the third of the third. Three is my number. So three is perfect. The first one at the moment, which I'm revisiting, is Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which is an amazing book in itself. Her podcast is amazing, too. I believe it's been named as Apple's number one podcast for this year um, which is called we can do hard things but the reason I love untamed as well it's all about getting back to who you really are and being authentic and not trying to fit in with what society and your family and everything else believes you should be but actually being really comfortable in your own skin and Glennon has also released just now that I got in the post a few days ago the untamed journal so untamed plus the untamed journal amazing I also love a book called Love Yourself, Like Your Life Depends On It. And that goes into that, that theme that we're talking about, about being yourself, loving yourself. It's a, I listened to it on Audible. It's an amazing thing to listen to. It completely changes how you see yourself. That's by Kamal Ravikant. And my last one that I would love is called The One Thing by Gary Keller. This one I I read from more of a business perspective about how to organize and get things done and it's all about focusing on just one thing at a time but actually it can be applied in any area of our life and I found that really freeing but also really motivating you know it's like okay so I can achieve really good things if I just focus on one thing at a time because I think we get guilty don't we of doing too many things spinning plates and they all just go crashing down so <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank
0: you for letting me have
1: three. <laughs> Yay! I love that. And that's so funny because I know that we're quite often in sync with the books that we're reading. Mm. And that is the book that I have just picked up. So oh. that is kind of hilarious because we quite often do this with, yeah, with books and we things. Do. So excellent. Oh, enjoy love, it. love being in sync with you again. <laughs> um yeah, really three really, really great recommendations. That's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Next question. If somebody's listening to this right now and they're having a down day, what are the words that you could say to them to lift them
0: up and inspire them? It's almost like you want to give someone a hug with your words, isn't it? And I think in these times of COVID times, when we're not so with people, our words have become even more important, you know, when we can't just give a hug. I just want to say to someone that I'm with you and I really understand and you do have so much more strength within you than you realize. We all do. We don't know our our great potential. And there is so much that you haven't yet seen of yourself. And it's all there. And I'm with you every step of the way.
1: Mm, Beautiful. Yeah, I really felt that. That was beautiful. Thank you. I think
0: We need more of that in the world. We need more of just hearing people rather than giving advice and you know, you can do this. And like you said, that male energy Mm -hmm. right now in every time in in history, but right right now in this moment we're living in, I think just really hearing people for are experiencing and, and not trying to, you know, make it all better very quickly, but just hearing them and inviting them to trust with you that they can do this.
1: Mm. Yes. Thank you. So, so powerful. And, and that's it is being heard. It's being understood. It's knowing that somebody else is there. And that's like, that makes all the difference rather than coming in with some unsolicited advice. It's, it's being held, mm-hmm. it's being understood. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I'd also love to hear a little bit about the Fertile um, Mindset Sanctuary. And yeah. could you tell us a little bit more about that and how you support people and the, the different levels that are available for people, the different levels of support?
0: Yes, thank you, Rachel, for allowing me to share this because it's something that I'm very proud of. It's my my third baby, if you like, after I had my two babies. And the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary is my membership that's for anyone on any kind of fertility journey. It's that safe space to be supported, to be heard, but also to be given the tools and the techniques and the support to to do this mindset transformation that we've been talking about today, to learn and to really understand EFT, which is a very simple technique to pick up, but then to be guided through using it in the best possible way as well, so that you achieve what you want to and you get to your your own place that feels, you know, like you've got all the strength you need and all the resources you need to, to see this journey through. So the Sanctuary is at a couple of different levels. Right now, I have opened the completely free membership level, which everyone is invited to join and come in. As soon as they join, and um, they receive a class called the Fertile Mindset Mastery class that gives absolutely everything you need to get started and in using EFT and be guided through using it and, and get some results within that class. So I, I think it's a lovely boost to start with, you know, and to show what's possible. And then in even in the free membership level, you receive a weekly email from me with tips and guidance. There are other resources that you can step into. And you're also the first to be known when we open the paid level of membership, which we open around three times a year. So and if that's something that you know is of interest then it's well worth joining us on the next level because we have support groups and lots of live interaction support that we can do as a smaller group so yeah there's lots of lots of um support and, and kindness from the other members in there as well I know that some of your fertility heroes members are over in the sanctuary as well and it's it's lovely to see people getting the support they need from different places you know it's it, they're prioritizing the mindset they're also prioritizing their health and their well-being and their exercise and their relationships you know it's it's looking at our body uh, our experience our life in all these different ways isn't it to support our fertility
1: thank you so much sarah it's been such a joy talking to you uh thank thank you you so much for being on
0: Oh, it's been a pleasure it really has rachel i'll just i'll give the link to the sanctuary as well so that anyone can find that i know we can put it in the text there as well it's fertile slash sanctuary and yeah it would be such a pleasure to continue this conversation and continue the support and um, thank you so much rachel it's been lovely to be here thank you I'm so pleased you're listening to the Fertile Mindset podcast, and now I would love to invite you to join us in the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary. The Sanctuary is my fertility support membership, which is focused on taking care of you and helping you enjoy your life while you wait for your baby. In the Sanctuary, I'll guide you through using an amazing technique called EFT or tapping and you'll soon be feeling less stressed and more joyful. If you're not already in the Sanctuary, do come and join us today because the best time to start receiving support on your fertility journey is always right now. Honestly, it makes such a difference to have good quality emotional support and techniques that you can pick up and use yourself whenever you need them go to fertilemindset.com sanctuary to join us today. I look forward to hopefully seeing you there and at the next episode of the Fertile Mindset podcast.